Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And welcome to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. The most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes. Now let's get this straight. This is not your average podcast. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill. We drink, we play games, we have the song of the week, we have the creative curse word of the week. As long as you're having fun as our guest. Speaking of guests, each week I'm going to go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music, gaming, exotic cars, tech, strippers probably, doctors probably, probably strippers that are only stripping so they can pay for tuition to become a doctor. You never know. My wife is a certified bartender. She'll make you a drink while you're here. We'll get you drunk and make you play VR after. It's a lot going on, but that's what it's all about over here at T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. See you soon, baby! All right, what are we talking about, Matt? We're gonna we're gonna deep dive in a Ferrari, a little P three. Yeah, Dino. And Dino, not a Dino Ferrari. No, Dino, Dino Martin. Dino Martin, the man. It's an interesting story. I think and you guys uh, will like it. A couple thoughts on new Jeep uh, Grand Cherokee as well. First, we'll tell you about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com. Why spend thirty to fifty percent, even a hundred percent more for the same parts that a chain store or dealership might have? Why spend so much there? Why not go to rockauto.com? It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Everything from engine control modules to brakes to motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few clicks delivered direct to your door. Go to rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car or your truck. Write Corolla in the How Did You Hear About Us? So that is Corolla, C-A-R-O-L-L-A, in the How Did You Hear About Us box. So they know we sent you an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com <laughs> Get it on. Got to get on. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. And welcome to CarCast. Man, girl, it's Matt, the motorator, DeAndrea, over Hello. there. How you doing? Doing good. How are you doing? Good. It's a little chilly out. Not quite wear pants chilly, but it's still it's still like shorts, but little yeah, chilly. It's nice. Uh, nice that it's not warm. I, I hate the heat. I grew up in the valley. I had no air. And uh, most of the stuff I do, whether it's walking back and forth from studio to shop or in the car shop back there, you know, working with Sean or whatever, it's heat. It's nice when it's cool. Also, cars run better. I agree. (laughs) That's my thing. I was like, because you kind of want to get like a, like something uh, boosted, you know, like you want to run a turbo car, supercharged car, and we're like, ooh, let's see if it runs better when it's 60 degrees and cool and just a little mm-hmm. bit, bit of moisture in the air at sea level and just yeah. see if it actually runs a little better. Sicken up that air. 
All right. So uh, let's see. I was watching some uh, Meekum auction yesterday, last mm-hmm. night um, on TV. Seemed like the um, there was an Eleanor that went for two fifty or three fifty. I can't recall. Um, there was uh, the, the the custom stuff was going. Yeah. You know, selling. Still kind of tough if you get a uh, you know sixty eight. Mustang, and you turn it into an Eleanor, and uh, you do the whole thing soup to nuts, and it yeah. gets a buck forty-five or something. I, I don't think you're walking away with a lot of cash in your pocket, especially if your time is worth something. But well, you know, I I have a line. Uh, I have a little inside track on a really nice Eleanor project that wasn't quite finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, it needs a few things to finish it, and it was offered to me for about a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. And it uh, the engine, driveline, suspension, body, paint, all done. It needs interior, and it needs some, yeah, you know, some. Well, is up it here an Eleanor that's done by the officially licensed Eleanor, or is it? Somebody it, it's, building it, Eleanor's, and is there an officially? Uh, there is an official Eleanor, right? Yes. <clears throat> uh, there. See, that's a good question. So we're talking was, gone in sixty seconds. Yes, yes. Nick Cage Eleanor. So there was a licensed one. I think there probably still is a licensed one. Now the guys, uh, classic recreations that do sort of a version of that. Mm-hmm. They make really good cars, uh, and they do have. A licensing agreement with Shelby, with the Shelby family. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the Eleanor name. Somebody else may be doing those. I even thought out here um, there was a, there was a group. There was like a dealer. I forgot the name of it now. There was like a dealer and uh, Fusion. I think it was called Fusion. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a dealer and a modification place, and they had a license on Eleanor stuff. So the one I'm talking about isn't licensed. It's it's a it's a higher end hot rod builder and a client came in to commission and be like I I'm a fan of the movie I want an Eleanor car build me one and then of course this builder was like I can do it but I'm gonna do it the right way and uh, it, it's got a full custom chassis under it it's got like a supercharged uh, Roush crate engine or something or it's got like a supercharged Coyote engine in it mm-hmm. good all the good stuff it's just it has. It just needs a little bit of finishing, so I don't know. It depends on how crazy you go with the with the uh, with the interior. You know, it's it's a hundred grand. Maybe you can finish it for twenty. Maybe you can finish it for fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, do you do you, do you try to do that and then be like, eh, maybe I'll just take it to Bear Jackson and Scottsdale and see if I can get two ten two twenty for it. Yeah, well that that seems that seems like a bet, you know, you could well, take. Look, it's it's um it's not an officially licensed Eleanor, but it does have a pretty reputable builder name behind it. So you mm-hmm. you know you're going to get quality mm-hmm. stuff. Well, I was watching the uh, Meekum thing, and they do that thing where they throw down to the chick, and she's in the paddock, and she like highlights a car. Yeah, <laughs> this chick was like. 28 and she was like and the next car is definitely on my bucket list it's a car i've always wanted it's a 19 
73 Chevelle. <laughs> I'm like, that's your bucket list car, a Chevelle? Uh, yeah. A Chevelle? <laughs> you know, it's weird. Chevelles, I uh, I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to spread too much hate, but I know Chevelle's always been like a standard kind of quarter mile, kind of hot rod, cruise van eyes, kind of kind of mobile. Not sure if it's a great platform. I, I know people put big engines in it and they go fast in a straight line, yeah, but I've never really got the Chevelle. Okay, was that the um, the Matthew McConaughey? All right, all right, yeah, all right. probably, but, uh, probably not seventy three. Chevelle people liked saying the word Chevelle. Yeah. I think is what it was because I don't uh, I don't get the Chevelle. They seem big. They seem lumbering. They don't seem like they go around any corners. Uh, they're definitely a quarter mile car for sure, but I don't know. Aesthetically, I, not beautiful. I, I aside just, from maybe drag racing, did 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 the Chevelle come up anywhere in, in with like racing history? I mean, look, we've we go to auctions, we're seeing you know these you know Bud Moore, and you know we're seeing the Mustangs and the Camaros and the Sunoco and the, you know, but I don't really see a lot of. Or mm-hmm. any, <clears throat> you know, occasionally, you know, Superbird, something cool like that. But I don't, there's nothing really in the Chevelle space, right? It was more of a Camaro thing. I agree. With the racing. Maybe well, it's a little lighter weight, a little uh, earlier Gen 2. Let's, uh, let's <laughs> move on to uh, a less depressing subject, which is uh, Ferrari is said to be working on its own supercar inspired by the 330 P4 race car. Yeah. So the spy photos are saying. Which we've. I've decided it's one of my favorite cars. Uh, yes, I mean you can you can declare that now. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I maybe we could dig up the spy photo for it, but it's I believe it's based off of like you said the La Ferrari, um, which could have the V twelve engine. I don't know if there's going to be a hybrid powertrain, but the V twelve. So you know, this is sort of akin to. Porsche kind of reimagining the 935 a couple of years ago. Yes. They yes. kind of street going or is this a pure race version? I mean, I, is I it going to be like the street, FXX? I, I you know, that's a good question. Is it going to be a track only car? Can you can it, can it be registered on the street or not? We don't know that yet. But you can see it's got some swoopiness to it and it's got that wing in the back. It's got kind of that 330 P4 kind of wing to it. Uh, you know, it's obviously running on, you know, modern tires and center exhaust. So the question is is it hybrid powertrain or not? But the V12 that they've had in some of their one-off cars, their limited edition cars, and the 812 Superfast, mm-hmm. the front-engine long nose, mm-hmm. that's an 818-horsepower, naturally aspirated V12. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think that's enough for this car. I think you got to go naturally aspirated. Yeah. I don't like the... You know, again, I don't like the uh, Ford GT with the supercharged thing in it. I I don't know why. It just it means something to me. I just feel like the well, original wasn't supercharged, wasn't turbocharged. Go with the go with the original. But what if this was the naturally aspirated V12 with a hybrid powertrain, like an electric motor on the front wheels? Mm-hmm. Or the electric motor. I think the LaFerrari had it all like on the transmission, and it created a a, a boost. 
the electric yeah. motor. Yeah. I didn't even know the LaFerrari had an electric I, I motor. I thought the LaFerrari. Well, now Chris has to look it up. I That doesn't ring a bell for me, but, you know, you're pretty good with this stuff. Wasn't Enzo the naturally aspirated all-motor and LaFerrari was? No, we'll look it up. Yeah, we'll, All right. We'll, my, my point is, is I, I don't like the electric motors. I don't like any turbocharge. I want naturally aspirated. Make it as light as you can with a V V twelve in it, and if you got that eight hundred and eight horsepower one, yeah, so be it. Put that thing, put it mid engine. I, I think so too because you're right because it's mid engine. Like you know, all the cars they've done with that engine are you know in the front. Yeah, there was you know, a great mid base. There was a there was a great story, and I can't remember all the bells and whistles, but. There was a a 330P4, see if this sounds familiar to you, that like ran Lamar or something and ran in Europe. And when it was done, it came out here. And I think uh, LaFerrari has two electric motors. Yeah, Yeah. one provides boost to the V12 gasoline engine and the other drives accessories. Well, there drives accessories. That sounds interesting. Accessories. (laughs) Is accessories – is accessories – uh, air conditioning pump or is accessories the transmission? Uh, not sure. Let me look. Accessories. Interesting. All right. And the total power output was 950. I don't know how much the engine was making specifically. It was up to that 800 <clears throat> range, but well, interesting. There was an interesting story years ago about, I think it may have been Dean Martin's son who, or somebody's son, Got uh, got hold of got hold of a P four, and I think it was a yellow one, and like brought it back to the United States, and then did the full street conversion on it, like hmm. put some okay. uh, mufflers on it, some turn signals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like well, the you know let's try to figure it out. In the we're talking late sixties, early seventies, maybe early seventies, Lama. The early 70s Lamar car would have, as per regulation, would have probably had to have, you know, had to have headlights, had to have taillights, had to have brake lights, you know, a spare tire maybe, mm-hmm. um, a maybe turn indicators, maybe a horn, like uh, Does probably your not a horn. have like a stock on the steering it, column? Can you turn? Is there it, turn it, signals? <laughs> it, I think it does have. I think it does have the stock on there for some reason. Not for I gotta wipers? go look. Maybe it's for wipers. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to have wipers, lights, and a spare tire. Uh, but you probably wouldn't have turn indicators. But I don't know if there was like you know they have wacky rules like yeah, you must yeah. be able to hold a picnic basket in the trunk or something you know <laughs> yeah, like yeah, right. stuff you weren't going to use but they still had these weird old grandfathered in rules. That's a good question. Another good question for you, Max Zapata, which is uh, in um, Lama, would you have had to have you had to have front lights, probably high beams. Brake lights, tail lights. Would you need turn indicators? Yeah, I don't. I can't picture anything on the front of the car. That's the thing. I'm thinking is even if it was integrated into the stock tail lights of some sort, because mm-hmm. you know, because you got to use whatever factory OE tail lights from lenses right. or something. Would 
what would happen in the front. And then, yeah, you're right. I don't think they had turn in a case. I don't but, think so. But, but they would have uh, Dean the Martin's big son may them. have never put those on. <laughs> I mean, either in 1971 well, or whatever, or, or some temp version just to get the dot approval, just to get the inspection. Right. That's why right. you got the big indicators on the front fender. It's just like it looks like a boat light. So <laughs> I, I think the story goes that he like sawed off the roof and made it into a targa or something. I mean, he just butchered the whole thing up because, you know, why wouldn't you? It's 1970, you're Dean Martin's son. And then at some point, you know, it's that same thing. You, you think it's the coolest thing ever to drive up and down Sunset Boulevard, but it's hot and it's overheating and, yeah. you know, it's yeah. louder and shit and blah, blah, blah. And then at some point, it got back to somebody who understood what the car was and then that person in painstaking detail put it back to its you know lama form i don't know max bay you can look it, around i don't know was it dean martin's son it was somebody no it could have been could have been the son of like robert mitchum or something like it was one <laughs> of those dudes from back then i don't know there was a story i saw it I saw it chronicled on one of my TV shows of a Ferrari P4 yellow one that was brought here, modified to street, and then at some point somebody put it back. They because they felt it was worth more as the Lamar car. I mean, it's still arguably a Lamar car. If that went across the auction block now in Monterey, and you said the Lamar car was made to a street car. Restored back to Lamar car versus Lamar car, this person famously turning it into a street car. It's still a Lamar car. It is the car. What do you think pulls more money? I think putting it back to Lamar pulls more money because I think sort of original form always pulls more money. And, you know, the story, maybe if Steve McQueen did it. You'd leave it alone. because right, that's the thing. Is the story does do something to it. Right. What was the story? And now we see the car. First off, the car is beautiful. I just, <laughs> it's wacky. I, it's, it's, I mean, the stacked headlights and the weird scoop. Well, maybe it it's, the, maybe it's just it's cool. me, but when I, my favorite TV show growing up was Speed Racer. And, <laughs> yeah, okay. And every single car that the Mach 5 did did battle against on the track essentially looked like one of these yeah. 330 P4 Ferraris. That was the shape. You it, know? it looks wildly aerodynamic. Who knows if it was? Right. But it just, it, it looks wildly overdynamic. Just a crazy. This is one of the things we talked about that we miss from cars is just so much curve, so much Beautiful, hip and swoopy, rounded, yeah. you know, just big hips for. Yeah, you know, go ahead. Chris, read the. Read the description there and see how close I got. All right, Dean Dean Paul Martin's 1967 mm-hmm. Ferrari P3, uh, also known. Do as you say 67? Yes. Oh, okay. So Dean Paul, or they called him Dino Martin, son of singer actor Dean Martin, wanted something special. No Corvettes for him. Not even a garden variety production Ferrari quite got the job done. So through body man and restore Lee Brown, he purchased an X. Ecuri Francochamp's Ferrari P3, then set Brown to work legalizing it. Oh, it was a P3, not a P4. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, okay. The, the car needed a ton of body work, and the engine required lots of carb and ignition and cooling system reengineering. That little uh, Dino Martin man. That's the. Let's not forget the uh, the great Jay Leno has his Lamborghini. Yeah. A Mura yeah. sitting at his shop. <laughs> I think it's an ass. You know, because he blew out the engine when he was driving it to school in high school. <laughs> Imagine driving a Mura yeah. to high school. Going, I, I guess, as Jay says, going over one of the parking lot speed bumps, you know, hit, put a hole in the oil pan, drain the oil out, seize the engine, and they gave it to Jay. Just imagine being the, the, the 16, 17-year-old kid and, and like, bitching about it. Be like, it, it never runs right. It always overheats. It's so low to the ground. Come on, Dad. Let's get something And Jay's better. like... Jay's like, well, it cost more to rebuild the engine than the car was worth. (laughs) I think Dino Martin died because I think he was a Navy pilot or something and died uh, during a training (laughs) mission, by the way. But sorry, keep keep reading. Keep reading because you're going to love the mods. (laughs) All right. So a ton of body work and system reengineering to make the P3 even semi-tractable for street use. Here are the mods. An exhaust system using four glass pack mufflers. Gotta go with the glass packs. I was going to say <laughs> Cherry glass bombs. packs. Yeah. <laughs> glass packs. Uh, they're yeah. fabbed up. And, of course, a full complement of street spec lighting was added, mm-hmm. as was a fully upholstered interior. By all accounts, Martin the Younger uh, was a serious car guy and later purchased a used Porsche Turbo Carrera from Steve McQueen. He dabbled in racing but never went beyond amateur levels. Formerly married to champion figure skater Dorothy Hamill, Martin was killed in a plane crash in 1987. Mm. Yeah, Navy training, I think. I'm married to Dorothy Hamill. Hmm. She uh, invented a haircut. <laughs> yes. That's her claim to fame. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at some point, somebody got hold of the car yeah. and said, this thing's a P3. We got to put it back. It's funny when you. I was looking at the picture and you said 1967. I was like, oh, that seems too early for a P4. Could but click this through is the right images. Before. Is there is there a couple images or does that just go to different stuff? I'm, I'm just. Oh yeah, it's just different stuff. I was just curious if there's more shots of the car. I'm trying to figure out where they, you know, without zooming in, like where the, how do they handle turn signals and 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 things. Or was, was that uh, the car brought back? Was that the car in the street? Oh, you're, the picture we're looking at is the finished product put back to life. The original, the original product was all whacked up. So we we looked at the we were looking at the finished finished product with the meatballs and the mm-hmm. whole. The, mm-hmm. you, you were you were looking at. As it as it left the track, I wonder did he keep it kind of yellow with a meatball on it and just did all the stuff, or did they probably even... painted candy apple red? <laughs> candy apple to go with those glass packs. Yeah, so four glass packs. Oh uh, yeah, well, it's hard to it's hard to take that engine and and get the decibels down on it. Yeah, and a lot of it that people don't realize when they're trying to quiet an engine is the intake. A lot of that mm-hmm. is loud too. So as long you gotta you gotta get it coming out of the back, but you also have to get it sort of coming in. Yeah, you kinda know. have to baffle it. Like you can do an air cleaner, but you kinda need some 
uh, you know, like a lot of modern cars, it, it's kind of an air baffle, right? And there's mm-hmm. uh, there's in that plastic box, there's oftentimes weird tubing and kind of mm-hmm. uh, different shapes of plastic bulbs and stuff to as a as a sound baffle. We're looking at a, another picture of that car in yellow without the meatballs, but is that how uh, young Dino uh, took it around the streets of L.A.? I see. So you got to see the interior to know if you can find. I think there was the some shot. part of that where he did something with the target too, but I don't know. I can't read that uh, writing; it's too small for me. But um, we'll see. What's it say, Max? He had it converted to the spider configuration for road use. The spider configuration. I told you, he whacked the roof off the thing. (laughs) You probably couldn't get in it. It's probably too difficult to get in and out of. Yeah, we're still we're still we're looking at a different version of the car. It it would be interesting to see what he ultimately did with it. Yeah, was how photographed was it? Was that car in in its street? Probably more photographed when whoever put it back. Probably photographed that in street trim. It, it must have ran Lamar, Maxipat. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Now we're looking at a picture of oh, it. Wait, is the, that with the roof cut? Yeah, off? the roof's been cut out. I, well, I that's knew interesting was, how they did it. I knew it was target sized. Um, how would the pitch go with your dad about uh, taking a Lamar Ferrari and just exporting it back to uh, L.A. So you could uh, have a good time in it. I don't know. He hates everything I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think my dad would just be confused. I don't even know if he would say no. <laughs> well, if it was his money. <laughs> so did it, uh, notable history, originally painted in red, sold to Jacques, whatever, whatever repainted yellow, Daytona 24 hours, um, spa. DNF. DNF at Daytona. Right. Spa. DNF there. <laughs> right. Return to factory for rebuild after being uh, crashed at Spa and then sold. And did it go on? Did it run Lamar? I guess not. seeing not. anything about Lamar. Yeah, I'm huh. not seeing Lamar. But some of these other races, first overall, second overall, first overall, second overall. Mm-hmm. So it has European history. Yeah. Hill climbs and, and things like that. Interesting piece. Anyway, some collector got hold of it and uh, and worked it out. Yeah, yeah, and then restored back to its original spec. Right. When do you think that? Oh, uh, sold. That was probably seventy six. That was probably down the line. It, yeah. it probably it didn't get back into its original spec until two thousand or, or yeah. something like Once that. Once the money started, the valuations really started to make a difference. Yeah. Now, who the hell knows what that car's worth? Well, okay. So now, I would argue because our original statement: Do you restore it back or do you keep it? The Dino car without Lamar history. I think it's more unique as the Dino car. If you didn't put it back, if you left it the wacky spider, I think you have a P3 without Lamar history, without significant racing history, but has a very, very unique, wacky Hollywood history. Well, it has 
decent race history. Yeah, it's just it doesn't have Lamar history, have but Le it has race history. It's not one of those backup cars that never got raced. It got raced. It's got it's some just, DNFs. Yeah, but you know, the, you showing up and bringing it to Daytona gives it race history. the 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 point is, is you just have to picture it going across the blocks. Mm-hmm. You know, Pebble Beach at Gooding, looking kind of funky seventy style. Yeah. I just don't think that's getting all the money. It'd be, I'd be curious to know, like to see the detail shots of it in street trim to see how well was it done. I'm, I'm sure it was decent. Probably had a you know naga hide tuck and roll on the inside. <laughs> I mean, here's the whole point: you can put that car back to how it was because when it was finished with its racing career, it looked like a P3. Yeah. Then some Hollywood son got hold of it and put glass packs and everything else on it. I think you're totally justified to just put it back to what it was when it left the track. And I think with the Ferrari collectors, yeah, that's going to get all the money in the world. Okay. It seems easy to put it back except for the hole in the roof. <laughs> yeah, well, they're going to do everything. Let's see. Uh However, upon, let's see. Two wins, two second places were recorded Blah, blah, blah. Uh, in the mid, mid-1968, uh, was sold and purchased by 18-year-old Dean Martin. Blah. And, uh, however, upon arrival to uh, Los Angeles, dock workers tried to move with a forklift truck and damaged the front of the bodywork. Was then taken back to Lee Martin's shop, Precision Auto Body, where it was repaired and converted into street use. The car and the conversion... Sorry, the car and the conversion cost Martin Jr. about thirty grand. So that's the price of the car as well. Now we got the conversion was four thousand dollars. Yeah, now <laughs> we have to figure out what the hell that thing would go for today. If there's any of those pieces, now it doesn't have Lamar history, but so P three, is- especially with the Ford v Ferrari movie, because they were racing a P three, weren't they? Against the P three, yeah, and and uh, P uh, Blatton, who took the four wins in the D- D- Dino, he ended the season as champion, outscoring the Lamar class winning Porsche nine eleven T. Hold on, you're saying Dino took oh, the four that, oh, win- D- Dino. Oh, in the Dino, sorry. He well, ended- hold on, Dino is the name of Dean Martin's, Martin's son. son. <laughs> yeah, but it says in the Dino. That's weird. That's a that's a I don't know, I don't know it's yeah, a typo. Well, the Dino they had the model that came before it was called a Dino, the Ferrari yeah. race car I think was a Dino. Remember that? Yeah. And that was the open car. He, he drove the 412P along with his Dino. Oh, okay. So, but uh, he ended the season outscoring the Lamar class winning Porsche 911T. So, that's kind of a weird statistic. They're saying it didn't compete Lamar. But outside of Lamar, it beat the car that was in Lamar. <laughs> well, also, if you look at a Ferrari Dino, um, God, 330 race car or 306 or 206 or whatever, it's called a Dino. You know, can you picture yeah. the car I'm talking yeah, yeah. about? Yeah. And it's also a Targa. Right. Okay. I wonder if Dino Martin. When, like, I got to make it look like the Dino Ferrari race okay. car. I don't know. Well, this- I, I don't know if it was a look thing. I, I think you cut the roof because you can't get in it. 
Please do not insult us by showing a Dino Ferrari. <laughs> do not insult you us. You got to look up at the yeah. 330 Dino. It's a Dino race car, Ferrari race car, three. Maybe I don't know if it's a three thirty. I do your best. All right, let me tell you guys about Geico. Whether you own your home or rent your home, either way, it can be a lot of hard work. But you know, it's easy. It's bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes makes it easy to bundle your homeowners and renters insurance along with your auto policy. And we know that's a good thing because you already have so much to do around your home already. So just go to Geico dot com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. All right, so we'll see if we can figure that. There's the Dino race. There you car. go. There you go. So much better. Is that a two oh six? What do they call that thing? Yeah, Three, it's a little small, but two oh six. Two oh six. A spider. Well, I'm not too bad. <laughs> All right, now that is a Dino, and maybe he named it the Dino because that's a Targa, yeah, and then he named himself Dino. <laughs> well, we have to find out. Eighteen years old, he bought that car. Eighteen goddamn years of age. But also, what what year did he buy it? Sixty oh seventy six was when it got sold back, and so well, what what, what was thirty thousand dollars worth back in whatever sixty seven or seventy or? Well, uh, let's just put it to you this way: <laughs> hard to tell, but thirty thousand bucks in the later sixties. You could get yourself a decent ranch style house in like Canoga Park or something out here. So it, it was, it was, uh, you know, minimum wage was a buck ten an hour, whatever it was. It was, uh, it was good. It was, con- it was considered two hundred and eleven thousand dollars, according to. Okay, that's an expensive car for an eighteen-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would $211, say two hundred eleven thousand dollars is an expensive. I agree. Very- <laughs> so we try. We got to figure out, Chris, what one of those may have. I've not seen one of those sell in a long time that I'm aware of, but. What one of those traded for in the last few years at any of the major auctions? Right. Okay. Because with, I don't think one of those won Lama because that was the era where the Ford GT won. Yeah. And then it went into the 917 Porsche era after the Ford GT era, pretty much. I don't think there's a Ferrari win in. 69 or something. I yeah. don't think it was shoehorned in there. So you're not going to get, you know, Lamar wins, but you're going to get, um, but you are going to get a, you could get Lamar history, not this car. But the movie Ford v. Ferrari had one of those prominently displayed it. Well, look, if you're what, famously, what getting, your if you're like famously getting beat by the GT40s, right. that, you know, that's part of the story. Right? What, do you, uh, what do you think one like that might go for? I, you know, that's, that's a, I haven't seen it come up, so it's a crazy, crazy thought on what something like that would go for. I mean, uh, you know, Ferraris always do very well compared to anything else. Mm-hmm. And and Lama history even unsuccessful. And what was there thirty something of those cars? 30, I have no idea. I think there was like thirty eight or thirty three total of the peas. Yeah. Oh, how do you know? I've never. I think thought it was. About I it. think it was just up on the. Oh, well, that's in, how. And roughly in one of the descriptions, it said something like that. I don't know what it is. Ten million bucks. Yeah, I'd have ten to fifteen. Yeah, minus any significant Lama. Right, because that's a game. 
changer, as we know. Yeah. I think it's a $10 million. Well, it was funny. We were, uh, we were talking about, um, ah, there you go. 10, go ahead 15. and read, read it. What it, <laughs> <laughs> what it, what it says, Max Banner. Surviving 412P cars are worth approximately 10 to 15 million at auction. Yeah. Well, there you go. We're both right, but I'm a little writer because you said 10 and I went 10 to 15 yeah. and it says 10 to 15 right. on there. That seems about right. But uh, so good purchase for uh, Dino at 30K. Yeah. But he probably sold it at significantly uh Well, if you less. buy it in 1970 for 30K <laughs> and then it sells in 1976, you've sold it for 28K. Yes. <laughs> I agree. The other thing uh, I was looking at, just as long as we're talking about Le Mans price and stuff like that, we were trying to trying to figure out the other day. We're kind of talking about the uh, Porsche 956 versus the Porsche 962 or stuff like that. Why? Whatever. And we're talking yeah. about some of those not really knowing what some of those Porsches were really worth and there's a couple of Porsche 956s which came after the 962 a little more aerodynamic and uh, some were brought at auction and didn't like sell they thought they were going to get I don't know millions they got two million high bid or whatever Mm -hmm. but I was looking it up just out of curiosity and one did sell like five years ago Gooding a Rothman's one for 10 million plus because it won Le Mans overall yeah, okay. And so we've always said, you know, there's the price of the car, just sort of the base price of a 956. Right. And then what's the Lamar factor? Well, it seems to me that it's at least five times yeah. versus one that ran at Lamar versus overall winner at Lamar. You're going from 2 million to 10 million plus. Yeah. And that's sort of the story you're paying I, I, for. I think the Lamar factor, like what you're explaining, is it's a little it's a little bit more when it is a very prestigious marquee Porsche Ferrari. Mm-hmm. I think the factor is definitely there, but maybe a little less. Maybe it's you know maybe it's not five times, but if it's I don't know Aston Martin or or Nissan or something, maybe it's a little mm-hmm. it's it's a little less. But for Ferrari and Porsche, for sure. Mm-hmm. But again, when you start with a big base, when you're starting with a $2 million base, getting the $10 million doesn't seem for some reason as crazy as, I don't know, a $100,000 car going for a million or million one right. because of some, you know, that feels like it's a bigger yeah. uh, jump. But uh, yeah, that Lamar factor is, I, I think, one of the most sustainable things i i read something else recently i forgot who was talking a notable investor uh um i forgot who it was i don't know if it was like a mark cuban or something like that but it was just somebody big in the investment realm going you know what's what's going on with the dollar what's going on with investments and what's going on with with that world and uh he was basically saying he's like art He's like, cash is a mess and in this and that. And he's like, look at art. Look at the history of art. Like right now, it's the returns on these things are 14 to 17%. And, and I know he was specifically talking about, you know, art you hang on the wall. But uh, uh, 
this is what we've been saying the whole time is is something like a you know a painting or an an automobile with the right marquee or right artist or right story behind it is it the better place to invest money i think it is uh it's certainly more fun (laughs) right (laughs) i agree all right let me uh tell you about our friends over at rock auto rockauto.com why spend 30 to 50 percent even a hundred percent more for the same parts that a chain store or dealership might have why spend so much there? Why not go to rockauto.com? It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Everything from engine control modules to brakes to motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few clicks delivered direct to your door. Go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or your truck, write Corolla in the how did you hear about us, so that is Corolla, C-A-R-O-L-L-A, in the how did you hear about us box, so they know we sent you an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so let me uh, bring up another subject here, let's see. Jeep's got a Grand Cherokee update. Not interested. Although the Grand Cherokee looks pretty good these days. And the new one looks pretty good. We're just getting into this era of, you know, small engines, hybrids, and, you know, it just... I got to tell you, it is uh, halcyon days for anyone who's looking for an SUV. Mm -hmm. You know, SUVs, they had the Jeep Cherokee kind of first, second gen, whatever. And then they had, you know, Ford Explorer. And it was like, yeah, it was a truck that had a backseat and, you know, just pretty, pretty bare bones. Uh, There's a lot of offerings out there. I mean, it seems like every day I see an Explorer that's all done up or I see a Jeep Cherokee or I see the Hyundai or the Genesis or whatever. And I go, it's a good looking ride, man. Like, it, it actually is pretty good. The, Cre- the Jeep Grand Cherokee, and there's a long wheelbase. Then they got their Wagoneer, the big one that's coming out. But Jeep is also trying to upmarket things. Like a lot of like, how do you compete with a company like uh, Genesis, which has some pretty nice stuff? Uh, even the Kia Telluride is actually very nice, and that's the lower level one. But so they're always trying to upmarket these things. And uh, yeah, the new Jeeps are are. Are nice. I mean, they're they look at it from what I've seen in the photos. I haven't seen it yet in person, but I don't know. It's just kind of kind of interesting that you know you got to start offering more bang for the buck now when everything costs forty thousand dollars or more. Mm-hmm. It it just it just can't be all plastic and big goofy door handles and and well, shitty ride you know, quality and you know here's what I would say about it. Uh, as a guy who was at the uh, I- IKEA in Burbank a few f- few days ago or so, and and a guy who's been in a Home Depot probably an average of one point seven times a week for the last twenty five years, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, I would say this is a good comparison, but you know, feel free to disagree. Um, the 
the Jeeps, the Cherokees, and the, the, the Explorers and stuff like that, they were sort of like Home Depot back in the day, like 20 years ago. You go to Home Depot, you go look for bathroom fixtures. You'd look for bathroom fixtures if you had an apartment and you were, you know, you owned an eight-unit building in Santa Monica and you had to replace, yeah, you know, this, yeah, that, exactly. and the other. You certainly didn't do it if you're doing a nice remod or doing a custom home or doing doing something a little upper scale. You know, you wouldn't go there looking for tile. You wouldn't go there looking for flooring. You wouldn't go there looking for fixtures in the bathroom or the sink. It was all just pretty pedestrian shit. And the deal was is uh, go to Price Fister or go to, uh, oh, God, Schneider Diamond up the street if you want to pay Buku box and get some nice fixtures for your upscale bathroom remod, right. but you don't get it at Ikea and you don't get it at Home Depot. But I was always like, it's still just metal and valves and, you know, tubing and casting and yeah, once you yeah. just ma- and chrome finishes or maybe a nickel finish, why not just do it like the nicer shape stuff, you know? And you go to an Ikea now and go look through the sink spigots in the the kitchen. Yeah. They got some nice stuff now. And it it's the same. Now, I don't know yeah. that it's the exact same quality. Right. But it's the same aesthetic as the stuff I used to see at Snyder Diamond, the upscale, expensive, high-end plumbing yeah. place. Somebody... And at Home Depot, too. Like, somebody fucking figured out, like, why don't we just put some good shit in here, even if it's just repopped in China. It still looks the same. And it's going to work, you know. Turn the handle, water will come out. And I feel like all these interiors and these SUVs and all the stuff we've been talking about over the years, I just feel like the lower-end stuff, they just went – they did the same thing to Range Rover as, you know – Price fist or 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 Col- oh, who who makes uh well whatever as as the lower scale guys did with now repopping the nicer stuff like it may not be quite as good but it looks pretty good and then to your point brand name starts and to it'll be a work factor, right? right so whereas a lot of the luxury manufacturers were making smaller inexpensive cars to get some of that market share and the jeeps and the fords of the world. We're making nicer quality cars to get into that upscale market. And the difference, you know, like what Jeep is able to do is say, hey, I've got a new Jeep Grand Cherokee. It starts at $37,000. You can get it up to $70,000, but it starts at $37,000. And what you get at $37,000 is nicer than what you would ever get before. That was kind of their their thing. So I agree with you on, on that. All right, uh, Brea Improv, October 30th, doing two shows there. Rob Riggle's going to be with me on uh, one of them, so you can come out. We're taping shows. We're not going to tell you which one. Yeah. you got to go to both shows. i got Baltimore, <laughs> Philly, and Portland all coming up. Just go to com for all the live shows, and you can check out our chassis channel 687 on uh, Pluto TV. we got uh, Uppity running there and lots of other stuff. What do you got, Motorator? Hi, you know, we're just driving some cars and, uh, and and testing some things, so just follow me at Motorator on social media. So, till next time, Adam Carolla for Matt the Motorator D'Andrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest
latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting, you want to save some money? How about your bundle? Bundle your policies at Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save at Geico. That is Geico.com today. That's Geico.com.